Women's Power to Heal, Mother Earth. I am Maya Tiwari, and this episode is called The Spirit of Ahimsa in Food. This is an excerpt from the Yoga and Ayurveda conference that occurred in Rishikesh, India in 2008. Food is not merely nourishment and sustenance that keeps us alive. It is the heart of matter, the mind of memory, the imprint of our ancestors. It is the seed of the newborn, the spirit of the family, the land, the river, sky, mountains, and our universe. In this talk, I hope that we can reclaim the mother consciousness within us. The mother consciousness. That is, the awareness that comes from Mother Nature, that is reflected in our minds and greater minds. Thousands of years ago, the Vedic seers advocated the cosmic education of Anam, Anam, which is nature's foods, specific to the fulfillment of each of her species. The rishis, or Vedic seers, inform us that what grows on the earth, plant, mineral life, is Anam, meaning that which we can call food for the human body. Each and every physical organism in the universe is composed of the same five elements of earth, water, fire, air, and space. We are formed from the same ingredients as the trees and the sky, sun, and the and grain of sand or even the drops of rain. The five elements in our foods feed the five elements in our bodies. Essentially, the subtle energies and subtle elements and subtle taste of Mother Nature's foods are energetically and nutritionally designed to feed, nourish, and heal each one of us each one of our vital tissues, which I talked about yesterday in the previous episode. Representing 20% of the world population, the Indian continent, for example, has a golden opportunity to reclaim its ancestral wisdom in Ahimsa, to live a life of inner harmony, and none hurting is the greatest goal that a human person can pursue. We must not commit the same mistakes that the world of excess has cultivated in the syndrome of quick fixes as we became and be still becoming the victims of prosperity. Unfortunately, prompted by prophets, the world's largest developing economic powers, India and China, are buying into the diseased ideology 
which was introduced by America's fast food licenses, which in turn generates spin-off establishments frequented by poor citizens who emulate and crave the pseudo-affluence of America's faulty nutritional lifestyle. Although crammed with trans fat, sugary, greasy, refined carbohydrates, and further polluted with artificial enhancers and textures, not to mention the petrochemical products, hormones, rendered proteins, and so on, that our food consists of here in the West, and now in the East, now all over the world. Talk about the whole anatomy of what I call the killer diet. Not to mention the new fangs of bioengineering and unethical scientific harvest of transgenic food, genetically manipulated fodder, and yet, of course, undeclared on labels for the unsuspecting consumer. In short, commercial food producers have largely decimated the imperative balance of nutrients carefully and cosmically designed by Mother Nature for each of her creatures. This proliferation of poisons and empty fillers we now call food is not a result of individual choice alone but a progressive trend towards communal loss of memory, at least resultant in the communal loss of memory. In short, we have become disoriented in our collective awareness. We are enduring communal amnesia. Of course, it is not something anyone has subscribed to but it came as a result of the greed and avarice of corporate profitability without ethics. With billions of dollars spent annually in the marketing of commercially packaged products, crammed with hidden ingredients, the United States alone has practically trademarked its global ownership of visual abundance, privileged choices, privileged choices, disguised as glamorous food images that procure and attract the unsuspecting masses who are being methodically stripped of their ancestral values and who are quickly becoming a world of food addicts. Sadly, India, my motherland, is rapidly catching up with the decades-long unwholesome habits of the West. The food shopping list for the average householder in India is now glaringly similar to that of the householder in the Western world. Frozen, pre-cooked foods, packaged foods like pasta, cheese, noodles, biscuits, cookies, frozen concentrated foods reinforced with an armament of additives, sugars and preservatives, not to mention hormones, chemicals, etc. The greasy burgers and pizzas, 
the lifeless breads, grains stripped of their bran layers, exported food, transported unseasonably, harassed foods, hydrogenated and refined cooking oils, refined flours, refined white sugars, and packaged curd are now the new staple in the Indian household. Unfortunately, as we lose our health, we also lose the bond and the bearing of community and family. We succumb to diseases, to violence, because the spirit of ahimsa in food also protects violence in our community, safeguards us, it prescinds us from becoming unduly ill at ease. And so food has tremendous impact on the way our mind function, in the way our emotions of harmony and serenity function, and of course in the way the vital tissues react in terms of health or disease. Perhaps one of the most grotesque food myths is the idea that through bioengineering and transgenic food, we can produce more food and serve the poor populations. We can enhance the taste and have forever shelf lives. But what we do not recognize in these new sciences is that by tampering with the DNA codes of a species, a species of plant or animal, they are in fact plunking one species' unique set of memory imprint into that of another, creating massive mutation by melding, uninformed as it is, energetically dissonant memory forms together. We will talk more about this in my work on cosmic and cognitive memory. The effects of transgenic and bioengineered foods are far more devastating than humanity can imagine. The desacralized methodologies are harbinger for progressive havoc and disease among all life on the planet, hitting directly at the heart of Mother Earth. By consuming the killer diet, which is what I call it, we are willingly subscribing to disease, disharmony, and despair. The promise of abundance and progress that it is hidden as a message, a false veneer that convinces us that we will have abundance and progress by contributing to these foods is nothing but commercial propaganda. Fortunately, there are many heroic farmers who have taken to the organic way of planting and harvesting food for their communities and many individual now using the little bit of land that they may have or potted plants to bring about the harvesting of their own food. 
We are fortunate to gain access to these full-spirited guides and the farming education. Imperative to restoring the Shakti Pak blessing of Mother Earth, our ancestral land and our ancestral mother. As we start to embrace Mother Earth by the simple acts of touching her black earth again, placing a seed within her, sprinkling water, and recognizing that our life force is strengthened by these simple acts of sadhana, we can become the harbinger of peace. We can regain good health and well-being. But first, we must be aware and conscious of what the ahimsa of food is about. The earth must be honored as the most sacred if we are to maintain personal health, sacred humanity, and food for all. And as you know, I always say food for one must be food for all. May we once again praise, honor, and restore the Mother Consciousness, which is the immutable cosmic source of sustenance and nourishment that Mother Nature has put forth to us. As an organic tender of the good earth, I will tell you that living by these sacred principles, honoring the self and nature, generates an abundance of individual health and communal harmony, because health is not separate from harmony, and one individual sense of being health, healthy and wholesome is connected to the wholesomeness and the salubriousness of an entire community. To learn the secrets of Mother Nature, the Vedic seers did not conduct scientific evaluation, fractionalization, or fragmentation upon the good earth and her resources or her creatures. At one time, human intelligence was sufficient to analyze without fracturing, without dissecting, without fearing. That intelligence was sufficient to understand, to intuit the simple wisdoms of the network of life held by the vibrational and energetic forces of our nature. We understand that the process of digestion is imperative to good health. In Ayurveda, we learn that within the unique construction of each and every person are the vital clues to the quality and quantity and nature of food that the individual body requires. That intake must be balanced with the size and shape and gender of that individual human metabolic constitution. We recognize that each person has a unique metabolic constitution requiring specific treatment, food, fulfillments, and so on. For instance, did you know that when you cup your hands together, you can measure the exact quantity of food that your stomach is designed to hold? And when you close your hands with palms touching, in the prayer mudra called Anjali, 
You send a signal to the digestive system that you are filled and satisfied, prompting its closure to close out its digestive operations. Food is the only matter on Mother Earth that connects us to the memory of our ancestors, to the past, to the present, and indeed to the future. It is the only substance that can progress our natural growth into discovering whom we are as an embodiment of awareness. Through good health, which depends on wholesome food, which depends on wholesome thought, which depends on salubrious activities with Mother Earth, we can become whole and human again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. May peace be your journey.